Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Today on the Ether, Osmosis updates from the lab. Let's take a listen. Well, hello, scientists. Welcome to the June 1st edition of Osmosis Updates from the Lab. We'll be getting started in just a moment. Today, we are going to have Larry from Delphi, Delphi Digital and Mars Protocol. And also, we'll have the regular osmosis updates. And you. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going, Sonny? Yeah, going well. How are you guys? You know, ducking and diving. Um, I'm excited for, uh, for today's updates and also for OsmoCon. Yeah. Uh, throwing a conference with two weeks' notice is... Uh, stressful yeah i mean it's it's a bit it's a bit insane but the the uh predicament and the fact that people were able to rally around it i i do think is a good is a good sign but yeah it's a lot of pressure yeah um you know the thing is coming together pretty well you can go to uh osmocon.com and you can see you know speaker list is coming together uh a lot lot of uh yeah i think there's a lot of exciting talks and stuff about different there's all the cool stuff happening on osmosis. Oh, there's, I, I was curious. So what, what do you think in, in terms of the, obviously this, the, the speakers and, sh- and people sharing the different projects they're working with, what do you think is the, the major thing that y- you um, that y'all are expecting to um, get from the OsmoCon? Is it more the internal uh, collaboration, getting people on the same page? Is it, you know, reaching out to people from there from consensus 2022. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, part of it is like, you know, there's a lot of like people who've been, there's been a lot of things that have been already sort of building on top of osmosis that wasn't like, you know, very known, I guess yet. Um, you know, for example, you go to like the, uh, uh, you know, we, we ended up, we, we just recently put up a osmosis ecosystem page. If, uh, people saw that. Um, you can go to osmosis.zone slash ecosystem. And, you know, there's this whole ecosystem of like things being built on top of osmosis. Some of them uh, on top of Cosmosm, some of them over interchain accounts and IBC, uh, some of them just more like dev tooling and stuff or, like, or, or external tooling. So there's like, um, uh, you know, like Restake app and stuff that uses AuthZ, um, a lot of new alternative front ends coming out. Uh, so yeah, just you know, I think having it as an opportunity to like showcase um, a lot of these like cool things that are being on built on top of Osmosis, uh, just to show everyone that like, and also just like you know get awareness for a lot of these uh, projects that are building on top because many of them are going to be like launching quite soon, and so 
um, yeah, that, that sort of uh, part of it. So, you know, cool stuff coming down the road, like, you know, phase and things like that. Um, so, but then also at the same time, you know, this was actually, you know, the sort of history behind the event on why, and why it was thrown together on such a short notice was uh, there, it was actually, uh, it, there was a Terra DAP Expo that was happening that day in, in Austin. And uh, that was canceled for obvious reasons. Um, but then the, uh, you know, I, we, the organizers, uh, Orbital Command, uh, they're a validator on Terra or, or were validated on Terra. And, uh, you know, I, I, I knew a couple people there from, uh, we were in blockchain at Berkeley together. And so they were stuck in all these contracts basically with, uh, you know, the venue and the caterers and all this kind of stuff. And like, it was basically like sunk costs for them. And, um, so we offered to sort of like take over the contracts from them so that way they could provide, uh, some more refunds to some of the other uh projects that you know were i guess hit quite badly economically and so give, give them some refunds at least from the costs that they put into the conference and so but then you know because of that it's also an option you know a lot of these terra projects were already you know maybe already had their flights and hotel rooms booked and are still like that we're planning on attending and so it's also just a good opportunity to like show a lot of the you know show a lot of these uh Terra projects and welcome them into the larger cosmos and, you know, show them, you know, here's, here's, you know, the cosmos was so much bigger than Terra and just Terra and like, here's all this cool stuff that's happening everywhere. And, you know, obviously osmosis is sort of like the hub of interchain DeFi in, in cosmos. And so, you know, how, how these projects can sort of come find a new home in osmosis and uh, IBC. That that makes a lot of sense, and you know, so it, it was. It's a kind gesture to the uh, uh, a key validator in the Terra community, and then also this opportunity to really meet with, share, and present what Osmosis is doing to these uh, Terra <clears throat> app app chains, app developers, um, and and also like, yeah, other people. I, I assume that are going to be in Austin for consensus. So it, it it does make sense there that it's it's like a that was a a mensch thing to do to uh to reach out and to lift up um devs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it's gonna be exciting, you know, and like I said, a lot of opportunity to just you know, we we have already been working with a lot of these projects, like you know, Cato, we've been working with them on like the fiat on ramping to osmosis for like a couple months now. Um and you know just a chance to like show off some of these things in public finally now be like hey look here's all the cool stuff that's that's coming very soon um yeah yeah no i think that's good and and also i i mean this is just my opinion i you know we don't know but i I think an opportunity to bring every as many people together who are on the core team and get in person um it also helps align uh you know folks in, in the the different working groups um, and in a different way than just the, you know, working from these group chats and stuff. So I also think that, that there, there's a value to that. That's, it's not easy yeah. to put a you know, dollar value, but like in terms of, you know, a, as an organization, um, it helps. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm like, actually why, like, so the venue that we got, um, half of it is like, it's, it's like this like larger ballroom and we, we put half of it into like an area for talks. 
but the other half is sort of just like a hacker lounge where like you know just a bunch of tables uh we'll try to get some whiteboards up there so that way you know people can like whiteboard out like okay how how are some of these like integrations going to work how you know how can something like Cato use uh, phase to like, you know, I think, I think there'll be a lot of opportunity to for like these projects uh, to like meet in person and figure out a lot of cool synergies. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I don't know, when Osmosis launched, the, there was a building, a builder um, vibe in the air. And I feel like this, this kind of, this, it's continued throughout the entire project. It feels like, but this is like a, a, uh, injecting you know steroids into, into that yeah for sure so shall we go into the uh the updates from osmosis yeah sure um so i think hopefully everyone has noticed that uh last week you know the we upgraded the, the much long-awaited refactor for the osmosis front end has finally landed and so you can, you know, check it out today and like, you know, you can search and this the entire UI is, I think, much cleaner and easier to use, especially with the number of pools and assets on Osmosis. And I think the um, reception has been over mo- mostly very positive. A couple, you know, there's a bunch of like sort of bugs that only get caught in prod, I guess. But uh, so those have been like kind of, uh, we've been, you know, uh, John Ator, one of the t- uh, members of our team you know he's been like wor- working tirelessly to squashing those and getting those seamed out um yeah so you know anyone we, we are still conducting like you know user interviews and stuff so if uh you there's a tweet on the osmosis zone twitter from a couple of days ago where basically you know if you just uh check that you know go fill, fill you know you can set up time to like do an interview with uh our product team so that way we can figure you know walk through the product and like figure out okay where are the things where can we improve and like if you have any suggestions on like hey you know i wish uh you know this did x or you know i wish this uh font was just a little bit bigger or uh you know anything minor or even just like hey you know i think the flow of the pools page is confusing it would be nicer if it worked like this instead so uh we're you know, we want to get as much feedback from our users as possible. So, uh, yeah, if you if you if you're interested in you know helping dedicate some time to that, um, please you know, fill out that form, and we can we'll, we'll get in contact with you. Um, yeah. yeah, that's really. I just want to highlight that. I think it's really important. Uh, like being a UX focused, uh, you know, project getting the, the that user input it's like that's that's the you part of the ux <laughs> so exactly. i'll i'll share that link as well uh just to make sure everyone you know sees it and has an opportunity the input is is valuable cool um yeah and then uh on you know more of the chain side uh we are doing i maybe it's up as we speak or maybe it'll definitely be up by end of the day today which is uh, there's going to be a new upgrade Cosmos, uh, sorry, an Osmosis upgrade proposal going up today. Uh, and that basically, you know, as you mentioned, it's sort of a more stripped down version of the upgrade that was like planned for last week that was, um, you know, extended for, uh, you know, dealing with the Terra situation. But this upgrade basically, it comes with 
two big like upgrades. One is the token factory module. So the token factory is, uh, you know, I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but you know, in many Cosmos chains, there's currently two token standards. There's the SDK coins and there's CW20 tokens. CW20 is the sort of equivalent of ERC20s in Ethereum. And this is not the greatest thing in the world. Uh, basically, you know, having duplicate token standards is just a pain. Uh, you know, on Ethereum, you have like ETH and ERC20s. I've had friends who have had multi-million dollar smart contract bugs on uh, hacks against them because just of divergent code paths of dealing with ETH versus ERC20s. And uh, Solana actually does this correctly. So Solana, uh, they, you know, the APIs around Sol are the exact same as those around the SPL tokens. And so, you know, I, we're trying to mimic that, do that, do, do the same thing in Osmosis. So instead of having both SDK coins and CW20s, which are, you know, make the lives much more complicated for wallets, for integrators, for other contract uh, developers, uh, we're just going to say, hey, okay, we, we, we give the ability for native for smart con for cosmosm contracts to actually mint uh native sdk coins so that way you know there's only a single code path that you have to deal with and so some you know many of the projects coming over from terra you know they've they've already they've sort of been designed to have to deal with both of them you know because ust and luna were both native coins while everything else was a cw20 but you know this will hopefully just make it much simpler for a lot of these projects to uh, just only have to deal with native coins. Um, the problem was that up until now, there wasn't the ability to create new native coins. Um, and that's what we sort of added with the token factory module in Osmosis. Uh, and that, yeah, so working with a bunch of the teams uh, to sort of just modify their CW, you know, their existing contracts that maybe issued CW20 tokens and work with them to make it, make it so it can issue uh, native coins instead. Um, and then, oh, go ahead. Oh, and, and so that the token factory module, is that live now or is that going to come with this uh, up, upgrade? It's live on testnet right now. You can, uh, anyone who's, you know, I know a lot of the projects have already been testing there, but then it is going to be live on mainnet. You know, basically the governance proposal for the upgrade should be going up today. Uh, there's a five-day voting period. Uh, and then, you know, we usually like to leave a, at least a 12 12-hour buffer between the time the voting period ends and the upgrade actually triggers just for, you know, sometimes block times can be unpredictable. So, yeah, what, what you know, we, I think it might, I think the upgrade will probably go into effect maybe uh, on the 7th or the 8th, so basically right before uh, OsmoCon. Perfect. I hope it doesn't happen on OsmoCon on June 9th because that seems like it'll be a little bit stressful, but it can also be kind of fun if we just have like a big countdown like screen at OsmoCon waiting for the upgrade to happen. So that could be kind of fun. Yeah, I could see that working as a, as a, a group event. Yeah. Um, I remember the, uh, uh, who was it? Bostrom had a, they launched their chain at Cosmoverse last year and that was, Anyone who was there probably 
I don't know if anyone could ever forget that chain launch. It was definitely the most entertaining chain launch I have ever watched. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, the other, by the way, feature that's also coming in this upgrade is interchain accounts. So a lot of the, um, you know, there's a lot of projects uh, who are trying to, who want to interact with Osmosis, but, you know, they want to be on their own chain. Uh, so example, like, you know, for example, Quasar. Quasar is a strategy vault system that's built on its own uh, Cosmos blockchain, but then they still want to be able to, obviously, you know, Osmosis is where all the, uh, you know, most of the DeFi is happening. And so they, they need to be able to interact on Osmosis. So interchain accounts allows them to do that. Um, interchain accounts, you know, for anyone who's not uh, familiar, what it is, is it's, it gives the ability for an account on one chain to make transactions on a different chain. So, you know, let's say you have a smart contract or a Cosmos SDK module on a separate blockchain, let's say on, you know, Stargaze or something, right? You can actually have it uh, still make contract calls or, or do swaps or trades or LPing on Osmosis. Or, and it could work in the other direction as well. So a DAO on Osmosis could own an NFT on Stargaze. So, you know, this is sort of the, you know, the next big thing that, like, for interchain communication, like, this is, this feature is sort of how we get true um, interchain composability. So quite excited for that to launch and, like, see what kind of, you know, I, there's a bunch of people already sort of building things on top of interchain accounts. You have, like, Quasar and Defund and, um, uh but yeah, it'll be cool to see who, you know, what, what other cool stuff ends up being, what, what kind of new products this ends up enabling. Hey, I have a question, a really quick one about the, the interchain accounts. So is there, is there an equivalent of this elsewhere? Um, well, so, so the interchain accounts is a, it, it's a IBC protocol. So it's one of the interchain standards as we call them, ICSs. Um, and yeah, so it, interchange, Interchain Accounts has already been <coughs> enabled on the Cosmos Hub uh, about a month ago. Um, but having a single chain with Interchain Accounts enabled is kind of uh, boring, Right, I guess. it's like having one half of a walkie-talkie. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, uh, there's a, as more and more chains enable Interchain Accounts, uh, you know, and to be honest, there's not too much to do with interchain accounts right now on the Cosmos Hub, uh, other than basically staking atoms. But you know, yeah, as more and more chains get interchain accounts enabled, uh, then we're going to see this explosion of activity. So, um, I correct me if I'm wrong, or or I might be wrong on this, but I think Osmosis will probably be the second chain to enable it, or maybe there might already be some other chains that have already, uh, other than the Hub, that have also enabled it. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I hadn't heard, I mean, we don't have to go deep into the weeds on this. I just, I hadn't heard of a similar functionality, uh, go, you know, happening in other, um, interoperable protocols. Um, but regardless of that, it's, it seems like this really opens up a whole bevy of possibilities. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so th those are sort of the main two upgrades that are happening in this or changes that are coming in this upgrade. Um, you know, as we mentioned, a lot of the other things that were originally slated for this upgrade 
uh, you know, like the stable swap and stuff that, the, you know, the, the code for stable swap is already done. It just didn't get the testing that we wanted. Uh, we didn't get a chance to finish testing it to the extent that we normally like to. So that's why we just pulled out that code for now. And that will probably just make it into the next upgrade as along with like some other features like TWAP and stuff that will be important for a lot of the dApps uh, to deploy on Osmosis as well. Um, and then let's see, you know, a couple other important, you know, I think we're going to, on the, on the governance side of things, um, you know, a couple other stuff, you know, we see there's a lot, a lot of new assets uh, sort of being added to Osmosis, you know, available now. So there's a proposal right now to add, um, uh, support use Axlar plus Moonbeam as the canonical bridge for dots. So you know we had the uh, composable team up on updates uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know they're building this like proper, fully like you know secure uh, substrate IBC implementation, uh, which will allow any Cosmos chain to talk to a substrate chain over IBC. But, you know, that is actually still, you know, a, couple, a few months away. And given the push that we're making right now towards, you know, diversifying osmosis liquidity into more L1 uh, or like ecosystem assets, um, I think uh, there is an option right now to bring, uh, you know, Polkadot ecosystem assets to osmosis sooner. Uh, and that's via, you know, there's this... Uh, Probably the most popular parachain on Polkadot is called Moonbeam, and it's an EVM compatible uh, parachain. And so, what we because of that, we are actually able to use Axelar to bring over uh, the assets that are launched on Moonbeam, but also dots themselves. Um, and so, you know, this kind of requires a governance proposal, just to basically, you know, governance should approve that, like, hey we are okay with using this Axlar bridged version of dots. And then, you know, we can eventually switch that over to the IBC version once that is um, live and ready. So, uh, yeah, so that, that's one of the sort of governance proposals that people should uh, take a look at and, you know, uh, where what, what, something we can do to get some of these assets on sooner is using Ax via Axlar. Um, and then... Uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, community pool funded um, organizations are also sort of going through a new uh, round of getting funding. So I think the Osmos, the support lab and the, I think the marketing ministry as well as the grants program are all sort of like, you know, fun, put, put in a uh, governance props to get more funding from the community pool. So. You know, obviously, uh, I'm sure everyone's aware the the price of Osmo took a bit of a hit in the past past month, um, and so and then with just the uh, number of new uh, projects that are coming to Osmosis and like looking for grants, uh, you know, the grants program just needs to sort of re up uh, their funding so we can you know support all these projects uh, coming over. So I think they put in a request for 7.5 million Osmo. Uh, from the community pool. And so, yeah, that, that proposal is also in voting period right now. Yeah, I, I believe the support labs proposal just passed. Um, and yeah, th those other, the ecosystem and marketing are up. Great. Um, 
yeah, I think those are sort of like the, I guess, main development updates going on. Um, as always, you know, check out Commonwealth for the latest and greatest uh, as, as things are brainstormed and to contribute to the conversation. Yes, uh, there are good conversations happening on Commonwealth. Um, and I guess we, um, is there, it's, it seems that we've, we've got the, the updates for now. I, I had one question or I wish I wanted mm-hmm. to hit you. Um, there was, so you mentioned the, the dot, uh, bridge, you know, a governance proposal to, to, uh, approve if Axelar is a canonical, I guess, bridge for, for the moonbeam. And I'm just curious overall, like the, the strategies or the thinking in terms of bringing uh, and attracting liquidity, is there anything else that we should know or to remind people of what's being worked on um, in, in, in that regard? Yeah. So, I mean, as, as uh, there was the governance proposal 244 that was passed, I think a couple like yesterday or something where basically you know, it, it's sort of a, um, a revamp to the incentivization system. So where, you know, we kind of currently all of Osmosis assets were put into like the same sort of process for incentives. But I think there's like, it's important to be able to distinguish between the assets for which Osmosis is sort of the primary market for versus the assets for which it is not the primary market for and the way that we treat these assets both you know from from an incentives perspective but also eventually also just like from a mechanism design perspective should should be different as well and so that's why uh by putting this stuff so so you know some of these assets like um you know for example adam would obviously fall into that category um you know uh, Crow fell in, it will fall into that category. And then as we add some of these um, bridged assets from other ecosystems like, you know, ETH and WBTC and then DOT, uh, they, they will fall into this category as well. And so, um, yeah, so basically, yeah, the, you know, check out that proposal to figure out, to see like sort of some of these updates that are coming to how the incentives model works and how we uh, sort of, you know, treat some of these larger uh, assets somewhat differently okay great thank you so shall we uh shall we bring larry up to the stage to, to talk about mars protocol and what he's working on i think i sent larry an invite i think jose is also jose said oh. he could join at the 30 minute mark so i think we're like three minutes away oh yeah i'm here hey guys hey what's I think up, larry? Jose? all good how about you Kevin? welcome welcome larry welcome jose yeah so what what should we talk about well, I think if if y'all could talk a little bit about what Mars Protocol is, and yeah, and, and what you're working on, or what you plan to be doing uh, in conjunction with Osmosis, and perhaps a bit about where you're coming from. Uh, Jose, you want to go first, or um, yeah, sure, um, and then maybe maybe you can jump in with, with your own with your own sort of version of it. So yeah, Mars protocol is a, is a credit protocol. So you can think of it at the base as similar to, to other credit protocols you might be familiar with from Ethereum, like Aave and Compound, with the difference being that on Aave and Compound, uh, to be a borrower, you have to be a depositor. So you, you have to sort of 
deposit capital into the into the protocol, um, and then you can borrow in an over collateralized fashion. So you can only borrow less than what you put in. Whereas Mars introduces this primitive called contract to contract lending, which effectively enables you to take on uh, far more leverage because the the leverage is used for a specific use case that's predetermined up front. So kind of similar to a centralized exchange, which can give you you know up to 100x leverage on on, on specific things. Uh, because it knows that you're you're only using the funds for a specific use case, and it can liquidate you um, in, in in case price moves against you. Mars introduces a, a similar primitive. So it, when you have a, a pool of assets on the deposit side, similar to an Aave or a compound, but rather than only sort of other depositors being able to borrow, uh, any anyone can also apply for a credit line for for a smart contract credit line, um, which can enable them to to add leverage to any use case they want. Uh, the initial one and kind of the simplest one to understand is is leveraged yield farming. So you know if if you're farming, let's say uh, Osmo Atom or something like that, and you wanna you you wanna add leverage to it, you could for instance uh, put in Osmo and then borrow. Um, so put in a hundred dollars of Osmo, borrow a hundred dollars of Atom, and now you're farming with with two x the the notional, getting two x the yield. Obviously, you're you're paying the the interest rate on that. And then if the price uh, moves against you, so the, basically the LP tokens are held as collateral. And if the price moves against you, you get liquidated. Um, and so all that is specified in kind of the, the governance proposal for the credit line. And so what it enables is, is much more capital efficient uh, lending and borrowing, because rather than being limited to only those who are depositors, you can kind of tap into any borrowing use case, uh, any, anything that, be, that can be sort of encoded into a smart contract and that has tokenized collateral that we can reason about sort of the, the riskiness, the volatility, the liquidity of the collateral can effectively get leverage. And, and in terms of the amount of leverage, it's pretty much limited to, it's only limited by what you can safely liquidate. So, you know, the, if an asset is super liquid and, and not very volatile and you know, block times are short enough, you, you could go up to sort of 10x leverage or, or something like that. Um, yeah. So I don't know if Larry, you want to you jump in, jump in there, add anything? Yeah, so uncollateralized lending or contract to contract lending is, I think, one of the killer features we can we are offering. So Jose mentioned uh, yield leverage yield farming, which we have been operating on Terra for for some time before it crashed. Uh, th this is one of the longer term uh, application on osmosis, I think, because. I think to deploy this on Osmosis, we need Osmosis to make some adjustments. Namely, our contracts needs to be able to unlock positions without lockup during a liquidation. So otherwise, it's pretty tricky to do liquidation. So uh, we should talk about that. Uh, two, two other applications that can be implemented relatively sooner are leveraged trading. You can just borrow funds and trade on Osmosis DEX. Of course, you are also susceptible to liquidation in that case. And the other is 2x and 3x tokens. Uh, this actually doesn't really need C2C lending, if I remember correctly. So yeah, so these are a few things that we can potentially bring to Osmosis relatively in the short term. Yeah. And and I think in the long term, what, what Mars can enable is is sort of margin trading as well of, of specific tokens. So the same exact kind of architecture that's used for um, leverage yield farming, you can use the same thing for, for margin trading, right? A user, for example, would 
post some Osmo as collateral, they would borrow a stable coin, automatically buy Osmo, and then the contract would hold um, you know, the, that Osmo and basically liquidate if the price moves, moves against the user. And all you need to do is define you know, some, some liquidation threshold um, and, and some max leverage and, and stuff like that. So I think ultimately uh, what Mars enables with its kind of generalized architecture is for someone to build margin trading on top, leverage deal farming, and also potentially uh, to combine them both into like almost a, a decentralized Binance type type product where you can have uh, like a single account with, with a bunch of different, uh, with, with margin on the account level and a bunch of different positions uh, with, with kind of one, one liquidation threshold. Yeah. So like, um, you know, <clears throat> put it in like a different way, like, one of the cool things that Mars is uh, doing is that, like, um, you know, when you go on like a centralized exchange today, they, you know, you know, they, they have their own sort of like internal lending systems, but like they work slightly differently than most things in deep like lending systems in DeFi today. So, it, lending systems on DeFi like Compound, you know, you put down some collateral and then you borrow. Let's say you put down ETH and then you borrow some uh you know usdc but then you can go you can go take that usdc and just do whatever you want with it right you can go you can go take it off the chain if you want you could go you know somewhere it's not accessible by the protocol but meanwhile if you look at a centralized exchange let's say you take like a leverage position on you know atom or something right what happens is you end you this your atom position is kept in this like what's called a margin account and you, it's not like you can actually withdraw that atom off of the exchange, right? You're, you're actually, you, you know, you're, you're allowed to use it for trading on that uh, margin order book, but you're, you're not actually able to, like, you know, take it off. And so that's similar here where, like, you know, the bare bone, simple version of a lending protocol, you know, it would allow you to, like, let's say, deposit Osmo, borrow USDC, and then but you could just go bridge off that USDC anywhere you want. and that's kind of what we could do is make it safer by making the lending work more similarly to how it does on a centralized exchange where the product where the lending protocol still owns the access to owns the or has access to that USDC and it could use that as part of the collateral so it's basically you you can use the assets that you're borrowing to account for your like safety threshold so you don't have to be fully, uh, you can have like much lower uh, sort of collateral requirements, and it, it ends up just becoming a sort of a safer protocol overall because you're you're limiting what the borrowed assets can do. And so I think that you know this is sort of to to do this kind of thing, you need this like sort of much tighter interaction between the DEX and the lending protocol, and that's kind of like you know why we're. Uh, you know, as we mentioned, you know, this is sort of why we were building Isotonic as a uh, as the lending protocol. But th this is a good op. This is now like a huge opportunity for, um, you know, just working with, uh, you know, the Mars team to who've already built this, like a lot of this, like cool lending stuff. And we can like integrate it more deeply into osmosis and, uh, you know, communities can sort of merge together. So, yeah, really excited for for that. So, Sonny, are you saying that that this is this um, integration is going to take the place of Isotonic? Uh, yeah. So, what we, you know, our team was sort of building a lot of Isotonic stuff. Uh, we are gonna sort of 
pause our development of I, I we're, yeah we're gonna sort of like stop our development of isotonic at least on the contract side uh we've shared a lot of our contracts already with uh the the mars team um you know there was some functionalities in isotonic that you know for example that auto liquidates against the amm and stuff like that so i think you know the mars team will be able to um borrow some of that functionality and use it uh in you know you, you, you kind of putting it out as this i think what will essentially happen is we're just going to take this isotonic code base now and just put it out open source as a you know reference implementation for a lending protocol that other people can also you know use however they want um i know the alpha works team uh did express interest in potentially uh seeing if there's a way to adapt the isotonic code base to build a more maker style stablecoin like an over collateralized stablecoin uh and potentially you know potentially uh propose that to the uh ion dow if that's something the ion dow wants to do um interesting so, yeah so i i think there's i i, I think that uh I'm, I'm sure the code base and the work that's been put into it will become useful for other teams to sort of build off of um yeah so that's sort of what our plan yeah so we're going to be sort of pausing on the actual contract develop our team is going to be pausing on the contract development of isotonic but and then but you know there's all this other stuff that we were also doing as part of isotonic like making sure there's like deeper you know, you know it's integrated into the front end and stuff right like we want to make sure that you know on app.osmosis.zone you have the ability to you know trade uh you know to easily participate in the lending protocol through there easily take leverage and things like that so uh you know we'll just be moving a lot of those front end integrations over uh to like integrating with mars instead of with uh the isotonic code base yeah and i think the the vision of, of mars was kind of similar to to, to the osmosis vision in, in in a way like because um you know the the kind of deep like i think users eventually they want to interact with DeFi in one place right they don't want to go to like mars to to lend and borrow and then go to osmosis to, to trade an lp and then go somewhere else to, to do perps they, they want sort of the, the experience they have on centralized exchanges like Binance and FTX, but to have it in a, in, in a decentralized way. And so I think Mars specifically is very much sort of a, a protocol, uh, like a, a protocol product. And that if it, if it works as intended, most of the borrowers, borrowers will be protocols. So I think it makes sense for it to be almost invisible from, from a UX perspective where users are kind of on osmosis doing their trading, doing their LPing, and they just have like a leverage option, which in, in the back is kind of powered by Mars, but actually it's like invisible and users don't even know that they're, they're kind of interacting with it. Obviously Mars itself will have a front end as well for because there's a, a big user base there and stuff. But I think with Osmosis, it makes sense to try and make it as, as invisible as possible. Yeah, and I think like different sort of like front end, you know, um, a lot of these pro DeFi products are like, have are multi-sided markets, right? And like, you know, maybe like, the osmosis front end will be sort of more optimized for the borrowing side where you know that's where people are trying to take leverage or something while the while like you know the mars front end can be more optimized for like you know people to collateral put put down um you know to lend out assets and things like that so yeah i, I like this approach personally it, it yeah i think it, it kind of reminds me of like it's like we're playing a game of horse, you know, like basketball where you're, you're whatever, playing against one other, one other person. And if the DeFi protocols are, you know, 
three short people on each other's shoulders in a trench coat and they can dunk. And the sex is just a tall dude uh, who's a foot shorter. It's fine. The, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if that's the best <laughs> metaphor. but that, <laughs> uh, Seriously, like the game, you know, not restricted by the rules of like traditional basketball here. And um, yeah, that's the beauty of, of composability. And, uh, and I think the, the DeFi, you know, working mentality. Uh, can I talk a bit about the credit account idea, Jose? I think it, it fits pretty well here. It doesn't say no. So yeah. I, yeah, yeah, please, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so um, we've, we've been thinking about this idea called credit account. Uh, so we want to brand it something like Mars Rover, right? So um, the idea is you, you can go to this contract called credit manager to open a credit account. So similar to how you go to a TradFi bank and open a credit card. So this credit account will be an NFT and you, will, you can deposit assets into this NFT and then you can borrow uncollateralized from Mars lending protocol uh, via this uh, NFT. So now you, your, your NFT has some assets, has some liabilities, and you can do, do anything with those assets. You can trade on Osmosis DEX, you can um, put them in LP farms to, to farm Osmo, where can, you can convert those tokens to 2x, 3x bull token or bear token to get leveraged price exposure. You can do all these kind of things as long as these actions are whitelisted by governance and, ha- and every asset that's involved has a reliable price feed. So you can, it, it, it's kind of like a generalized version of Fields of Mars if, if you have used it on Terra. Uh, the difference is with Fields of Mars, you can only do one thing, which is to farm LP on Astroport. But with our credit account, Mars Rover, you can do anything that is whitelisted. So I think uh, we will... We can think of a front end for this app, which is uh, very coherent. It it integrates borrow, borrowing from Mars Protocol. It integrates these trading leverage activities on Osmosis DEX. And ideally, you can just do all of these on one interface. So that's something we are, we've been thinking about for, for some time. This is a, a very cool idea. And I so I just have a... I'm curious, Larry, about the the NFT part. Can, can you? I might have missed a, a piece there. Like, so what? It, the NFT is that's the when you deposit assets, they're converted to an NFT. Or can you just go over that again? Well, so that that, that NFT is like a container. So that you can think of that NFT as a basket. You can deposit your your own asset into that basket. Or you can borrow some asset from Mars Protocol into that basket. So once you have all these asket, uh, sorry, you have all these assets in that basket, you can do things with them, uh, like trade them or take on leverage, farming, yield farming with them. So okay, that makes sense. So so like that 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 NFT is a basket, a vehicle that uh, contains all these assets and activities. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, for some reason, I was imagining depositing a, you know, ape or 
you know, crypto punk or something that, but that, that, that would be something else. Yeah. So the, the analogy uh, from TradFi is uh, a credit card, right? So you, you, you get a credit card, you have a credit limit and you can use those credit limit can to, to, to do things you like. So that, that's the analogy here that, that NFT, your credit account is analogous to a credit, a credit card. Or if any of you are kind of uh, use FTX or, or Binance, it, it's sort of like you can think of it as a sub account, right? Like you, you, you kind of have a sub account, you deposit some assets in it, and that account has its own liquidation level and, and everything in it shares uh, sort of a, a certain liquidation threshold. And it's like a, a, a certain container where you can have certain positions and you know that they, they share like one liquidation point. And so, yeah, the, I think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that NFT once, once the, because it's, it's basically just a representation of, of a certain credit account. And so I, I think some of these will end up becoming like legendary, right? Like you might have one, which is like sort of a legendary trade that someone put on like, uh, you know, the, the, the 10X Osmo long or something at the, at the bottom. And then once the credit account gets closed, you can mint, you, you know, you can mint something that becomes almost like an on-chain artifact or even like a wrecked credit account, right? Someone that, get, that just gets blown up on, on some crappy trade. And that becomes an artifact. And I think eventually you can like tokenize like credit accounts. You can, you can have certain governance rights, like, you know, multi-sig rights there. And they become like a really just like an interesting primitive uh, by which people can interact with, with DeFi. Okay. That's cool. I like the idea of governance having uh, um, input on what's, what it can do. I see there's a hand up uh, by a hero NFT has a hand up. Do you have a question? Hi guys. Um, yeah. The question is, um, a bit like out of the topic and more focused into nfts um yeah i was wondering if if that's okay if i can ask here um yeah given there's no one else up for a question then sure awesome uh well first uh, and foremost thank you for uh letting us speak here big fans of osmosis since um you know they launched their their first teaser <laughs> um and, and um, yeah, we've been like, you know, holding that, that airdrop, you know, wrote it all the way up. Um, so big, big, big fans of the UI and the UX is seamlessly like probably our favorite in the whole crypto market, like seriously. Um, so great job there, guys. Um, and yeah, so we're fans. We've been long-term fans. We've been building on Terra. Um, we're a, a an NFT on uh, on terra and you know now we're just uh you know looking outside um opportunities and we were wondering we saw um the the link that you guys dropped for austin texas and in it um the website shares get hyped for wasmo nfts soulbound tokens DeFi, and more so on this nft section i wanted to ask what the plans are there and if there are any plans for, like, for example, like a project like ours or just anyone for the public to essentially maybe launch NFTs on Osmosis? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, our goal with NFTs are sort of two things. One is, uh, so there is this uh, Wasmo NFTs that uh, our team has been sort of working on uh, that will demo at OsmoCon. So uh, check out for that. Um, in general, our bigger focus when it comes to NFTs is, uh, you know, how do we make NFTs usable in DeFi? Um, and I think there's a lot, you know, for example, like how can you use an NFT as collateral in 
in in Mars? Or how can you how can you put the how can you put NFTs into an AMM, for example? Or so I think those are sort of the questions that our team is more focused around. And you know how so you know our team is very you know the the, the Osmosis community is very close with the Stargaze community. Uh, you know, Stargaze uh, uh, was issued as an air, you know started as an airdrop to Osmo holders, and you know the, we have the Osmosis community pool actually holds quite a bit of stars. Um, so, you know, I my suggestion would be that if you're trying to do something with NFTs, definitely check out uh, Stargaze because I think you know you know just like uh, Osmosis is trying to build like the app chain for DeFi. Uh, I think Stargaze is like, you know, probably is well suited to become this like app chain for NFTs. And then, you know, we're, we we work pretty closely with the Stargaze team to like, you know, figure out inter- how, to, how to make these two systems like interact very closely and like, um, you know, make sure you can have uh, cool DeFi usages of the NFTs. And, you know, this kind of goes back to the whole interchain account stuff I was talking about. Where it's like, okay, via this, we get that composability that you can actually, you know, have DAOs on one chain, own NFTs on the other, or you know, will soon soon there'll be actually the ability to send the NFTs themselves over IBC. So you'll be able to, uh, you know, take the NFT that's issued on Stargaze, bring it to Osmosis, um, put it into like, let's say something like an NFTX style protocol, uh, and like, you know, use those assets in DeFi and stuff. So. That, that, I think that would be my suggestion: is check out, check out, check out Stargaze. Um, I think they're definitely, you know, I think they've probably built the best uh, NFT marketplace right now in in Cosmos. Awesome, thank you, and uh, yeah, looking forward for the June's um, convention. As soon as we can buy tickets, we'll probably be there. Yo, awesome, nice. So, also, yeah. I know by the way, the Kepler team is also uh, sort of working on a lot of, like how how to make sure the you know NFTs are visible in wallets and like you know we're also chatting with the commonwealth team to like okay how could we you know make it so you can use your on-chain nfts as avatars and things like that so you know i think what we want is to make you know want to make sure that nfts have like this very like sort of more native integration into the cosmos like user interfaces so like you know um for example with our wasmo nfts it'll be nice we would want so you can actually like you see them on your profile, like on your app that Osmosis has its own page as your like avatar or something like that. So, yeah. So, for example, the Wasmos NFTs is that you know something that a public can purchase? Is that like you know uh, within the same rule of um, there is a certain you know supply um, and that you can purchase, or how, how would Wasmos work? Um, let's just. So, so you know, we'll 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 share a lot more at OsmoCon, um, but uh, we're not going the ten thousand NFT series route. I think the ten thousand NFT series route is like how you know the scarcity mindset is good for you know building these like high value NFTs and stuff. But I think our goal here is you know these are meant to be a community building tool, and you know. Uh, so we're we're taking a slightly different route on that. Awesome. Um, and then last last question. So, who would be like the the team to talk to as far as like NFTs um, on like for example on Terra as far as community building? Uh, we we built a pretty good community so far. Um, more uh, our NFTs are so Doquan uh, PFP. That's 
that's that's who we are um mm-hmm. and we have like a strong community if, if if like the hero community would want to help like osmosis uh build community mm-hmm. just like we did on terra how can we how can we help you guys um yeah let's uh you know let's figure out how you know things like how do we get these uh more integrated into the osmosis website and into kepler um uh yeah make sure these things are integrated well uh let me i can connect you you know just message me afterwards i can connect you to shane from the stargaze team and you know they can figure out how to get you you know make sure you guys are uh you know shown on get you guys onto uh the stargaze uh uh platform asap yeah one interesting idea we had with the credit accounts back in the day, we were working on a protocol called Avatar, and it was the idea of allowing sort of an NFT PFP to like equip a credit account. So you can almost have like social trading where you're just following PFPs with, with credit accounts attached to them. So like you basically have like a PFP, which also has like a PL and a net worth, right? Which is, which is kind of like a pretty cool, pretty cool concept. Um, so I think if the credit accounts come live, it'd be cool to find a way to make them like composable with, with NFTs. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that is a, that's where, the, that's where my imagination goes. It's obviously that's a, a ways away perhaps, but I had a question, um, Jose or, 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 um, Larry about kind of with the credit, I guess the way that I'm thinking of it is like, so, okay. In real life, I use credit cards. Uh, I, I not a big, I haven't used much leverage and stuff like that because I just, I don't know. I guess I'm afraid of getting liquidated. Um, so I'm just curious, like, are you going to have support and or kind of guide rails or guidelines for kind of this is a obviously there's always risk involved in these things. But like this is like a safer way to use it. This is a more, you know, the more risky way. And uh, how are we going to kind of educate people about the these tools? Um, yeah, it's it's a good point. I think we've if you've ever used, I mean, um, I'm not sure if, if anyone's ever used Fields of Mars, but we spent quite a lot of time on like the, the kind of health factor view. Um, and so, I mean, we, we can work with, we'll definitely work with the Osmosis team on that. But I think like the, the thing with your credit account is that there'll be a pretty clear sort of, there'll be a health factor formula and you'll be able to know sort of how close you are from being liquidated like visually at any point. And obviously we'll make it very easy to like add collateral and, and kind of close positions. Um, yeah, I think that's the, that's the, that's kind of the, and then maybe we can have like some sessions like this, uh, to kind of talk through, talk through how it works and, and, and help advise on that. Okay. That sounds helpful. Hey, uh, I'll get off the call. Uh, Sunny, I did, uh, send you a DM, uh, DM. Uh, thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Hero. I believe we added Julian, you have your hand, hand up or, or Exulian. Um, what's up? Hey, uh, thanks for hosting this, guys. I had um, kind of two uh, main questions. One was uh, um, towards Mars and Osmosis, how you're going to handle liquidations and if there's plans to integrate with uh, Kujira now that they're going to be kind of their own chain. Uh, that would be the... So the liquid. So our overall, I don't know if you have checked out my post on Mars forum, but the... Overall architecture that I'm envisioning is that we are going to have multiple what I call satellite markets on chains that have DeFi activities and borrowing uh, demand for borrowing. So Osmosis is definitely one. So uh, the, 
the, the point relevant to your question is that liquidation will happen on each of these satellite markets. And these liquidations will be carried out in the way that makes the most sense on that specific satellite market. Like, for example, if, uh, so let, let's think about Injective. Injective is an order book DAX. So, and I, and a very interesting way to do liquidations on an order book is you can post your liquidation as a limit order, if you, if you think about it. Because let's say if you, you have some Bitcoin collateral and you borrow some US, USDC against it, and if your Bitcoin drops, then the, the way liquidation works out is someone is going to pay back your USDC debt and be awarded a portion of your Bitcoin. So that's how liquidation works. And that kind of like a limit order, right? If you think about it, if you're basically buying Bitcoin with USDC. So that's, that's just, for example, a way of liquidation that could potentially work on an order book exchange. So back to your question on osmosis, I think the way that makes the most sense is to just do it on osmosis DAX. So let's say the same, same example, you have Bitcoin collateral, you borrow USDC, Bitcoin drops. So the way it works would be someone comes in and pay back your debt using USDC, and this person be awarded with Bitcoin. But we have this giant liquidity pool here, so we can directly sell those Bitcoin for USDC and just send back USDC to this liquidator. So effectively, what this liquidator does is for example, they put in 100 USDC and get back 105. And that's 5% bonus for helping keeping the protocol solvent, right? I, I think the, yeah, I, I, I agree with Larry here, but I do think there's something cool about the Kajira mechanism in that like all the, all the methods like Larry talked about, you have to specify like a fixed uh, liquidation fee. So like, for instance, you, if, if the liquidation fee is 5% or whatever, you'd send a limit order at whatever the market price is, uh, you know, plus or minus 5, 5%, right? Or in the AMM would be the same thing. You'd be trying to sell it on the AMM at like 5% under the, under the market price or whatever. Um, and so with, with Kajira, what was cool is that you had this liquidation queue, which basically functioned like an auction, right? You had different people bid at different premia and sizes. And so uh, you ended up having this like order book like, uh, functionality where then the liquidation was like the only market order, right? And then what that meant is is liquidations actually were, were super efficient, like much more efficient than on Mars and, and much more efficient than Aave and Compound. Like Luna, for instance, is is um if you take Aave's risk framework, it would be sort of a, a C C tier asset on Aave. And so it would have like a 20, I believe like a 25% liquidation fee. Um, whereas Luna was liquidated on on Anchor at, at like um three to four percent most of the time and then it spiked up to like 12 or 13 percent during volatility which is exactly what you want from from a liquidation mechanism right you want the fee to 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 vary like hard coding like a set fee is is just like not good design it's, it's just sort of a a way that that that, that ha we had to do it because on ethereum it's, it's kind of difficult to do it any other way but ideally it should be sort of set by the market based on like the volatility of the asset at a, at a given time so i do think finding ways to integrate the kajira design would be cool um, and definitely something we want to we want to research. I think both approaches have trade offs. Tra trade offs. So the one I'm proposing, which is liquidating against Osmosis Stacks, it, it leverages 
the deepest liquidity in Cosmos ecosystem. So, and every position's liquidation is immediate, right? So, um, I think it is the most efficient in terms that it it is the most likely to to keep the money market solvent. Uh, the the Kujira liquidation queue idea, it, it, its advantage is it's more likely to, to, to get a lower liquidation bonus. In other words, lower penalty for users. So users are get hitting, getting hit less. Uh, but yeah. the liquidation takes longer time and um, the liquidity is potentially shallower, I think, because um, most people probably have their money locked in the decks already. So... It's not as capital efficient, I would argue, that like, you know, yeah. put, put up capital just sitting in this order book hoping for liquidations. Yeah, it, it, it sat in like AUST on, uh, on, on um, Terra. So like, and it could sit in technically like, like the Mars, you know, MA USDC or whatever we're going to have on Osmosis. But I agree, it's not as capital efficient for sure. Um, the, the, thing with, yeah, the thing with using Osmosis is obviously like li- liquidators might have better execution elsewhere at, at uh, you know, at a centralized exchange or whatever, and you're kind of forcing it. But yeah, we, we don't need to get into the, the classic yeah. Yeah, thing here. But yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a design space there. Totally. Yeah, like everything has drop-off, uh, trade-offs. So like we're still in need of research here. Yeah. Um, one thing is definitely, you know, uh, I think I shared this last week or not, but like, you know, we are definitely... On osmosis, thinking more about like con- moving towards concentrated liquidity. Um, our thesis has usually al- has always been that like, look, AMM like these p- very passive. I think passive liquidity is very important, um, and it's what's needed to like bootstrap ecosystems. But th- I think there's also a, a point at which you you know we need more capital efficiency on the liquidity, and you know to just p- give better lower slippage to traders and to like you know these liquidation systems and all this sort of stuff. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we're definitely moving towards something more like a concentrated liquidity while still, you know, aiming to like make sure that like we reward passive liquidity because at the end of the day, you know, our philosophical belief is that like the market exists because the passive liquidity is there uh, and the passive liquidity causes the market to exist, which brings in active liquidity. And so, you know, designing a incentive system that like, you know, for example, maybe gives more rewards to locking in wider ranges of liquidity and things like that, while uh, active liquidity can like get more of the fees because of their, you know, more capital efficiency. So yeah, there, there, there's some design space that we're still working through right now. Yeah, Sonny, for, for those of us who don't, or, or, I'm sorry, if you had a point. Larry or uh, Jose? Sorry, I just went to jump in. Um, oh, yeah, sure. The, about the Kujira, because um, Kujira has the kind of the UX that makes it very accessible for any user. And then the source of the liquidity can be solved pretty easily, whether it be using something like the um, contract to contract um, functions that Mars has or um, sourcing liquidity from an LP that someone has on Osmosis that is, for example, a stablecoin LP. Um, because r- really the access to the less uh, savvy LP provider or the liquidity or DeFi user to the 
like the Kujira platform made it really easy for anyone to set the 2% or 3% bids or whatever bid you wanted. And then the source of the liquidity could be solved um, really regardless of where you are. Um, and now with interchain accounts and Kujira being its own um, chain, I was just thinking it would be a pretty seamless integration with Osmosis and um, kind of just Cosmos in general uh, yeah. using these platforms across. It, it's not super easy to to do that because you need to have uh, certainty around like the the bid uh, needs to be denominated in the debt asset, and that that that's also a problem with with like Mars versus like for Anchor the Kajira design works really well because you you only borrow in UST and so basically you have like one market for each collateral asset denominated in in UST right you're bidding in UST and you're buying whatever the collateral asset is be Ether be Luna whereas on Mars um, and in general money markets, you can you, you can use a bunch of assets as collateral and you can borrow a bunch of other assets. So if you think about like uh, a market with multiple assets, you'd basically have like, let, let's say on Anchor, you'd have a B Luna market for people who borrow UST against it, a B Luna market for people who borrow B against it, a B Luna market, you know what I mean? So the liquidity ends up being quite fragmented. So you, you need to th think about like how to fix that. And like one way is, you can have um, bids sit in in sort of a stable coin and then be converted to the debt asset at the time of, of sort of paying the, the liquidation. But that has its own problems because you're basically pumping the debt asset. At, at, you know, everyone's pumping the debt asset at the same time. So like, yeah, the, the Kajira design is, isn't super, there's, there's some like design problems and complexities around like integrating that. Um, yeah. Couldn't you have a like a Thorswap or Rune uh, model where you have that base asset that just converts and uses something like Osmosis to trade into um, whatever asset you're liquidating from that base pair? Uh, yeah, you 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 can do that, but you you got to figure out like you you got to kind of simulate situations because obviously when you're when you're liquidating someone it's either because their collateral asset has gone down or because the debt asset is, is, is pumping and probably there, there are more than one liquidation happening at the same time. And you can end up causing a cascade, right? Because especially if we're using the TWAP as the Oracle and you're, you're sort of buying the debt, everyone's buying the debt asset to liquidate users, the debt asset is going up in value, which is causing more liquidations and you end up with this like cascade situation. That makes sense. Yeah, thanks, Jose. Okay, uh, th thanks for your question, Exulian. And, um... I think we're we're kind of winding down here. If we have any other questions, uh, please let us know. The the one thing I just wanted to mention was the the concentrated liquidity. I think it's a really interesting idea, and perhaps it's something that we can, as things are ironed out more, we can discuss so so people have a, a you know a grasp of it. Because I know it's something that I, I've had to uh, wrap my head around. Yeah, so we'll, we'll share some more information on it as it sort of develops. Um, but you know, I would say basically, it's, you know, think about it. It's pretty. Um, in line with the like general design of Uniswap v3, but with some things to make it more usable as a order, you know, being able to use it to place like limit orders as well. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Like basically, you know, the, you know, a lot of people are trying to go this like whole on-chain order book approach, but like, uh, it's, you know, we're still a little bit skeptical that, op I, I don't think we're at the point yet where on-chain order books are super feasible, like, you know, chains like Osmosis are very scalable, but like, even, um, 
centralized exchanges at times of like peak throughput have trouble uh you know they throw their like gpu these giant gpu clusters at their trading engine and even they you know have uh trouble like uh keeping up with that through some of the throughput at those peak times and like we see this on like even serum right like serum works on the normal times but it fails during the times of peak load and that's when having a, a working exchange is the most important, especially for, you know, if you're trying to run liquidations against it and stuff. Um, and so, you know, I think the sort of the Uniswap V3 design is, it, it, it's sort of the more scalable way to build order books. And, um, and you know, we're going to kind of explore that, but then, you know, making it so like, you know, improving the UX around Uniswap V3, where it still can feel like you're, placing limit orders and and stuff like that so yeah that's kind of the direction that we're, we're we're starting to explore more of yeah well that's that's very exciting because i mean to i don't know from my perspective and i'm curious about what other people will feel about this like the order book itself is not what matters it's the functionality of the limit order being possible yeah um i see nico Y has your uh, hand up what's up uh, hey there, I'd just like to throw us back to the NFT conversation, and uh, hopefully you guys can hear me well. Yeah, um, we can hear you. With, with respect to the introduction of NFTs into the DeFi space, uh, especially as collateral, um, we've seen a lot of scams, and some of them are very easy to spot, but we've also seen a lot of vulnerabilities. I think there's most likely 45% of all board Ape Yacht Clubs are already stolen. Um, so excluding scams and obvious vulnerabilities, um, there's also NFTs technically don't fulfill the promise they were meant to fulfill. They don't actually prove ownership. They don't even store on-chain data. For the most part, NFTs just contain some URL that points to the data and you know, this is this is Ethereum's infrastructure. I'm somewhat unaware how Stargaze do it. I know they have a curator that at least serves to filter out obvious trash, for lack of a better word. But there's no even there isn't even a hash commitment to the data located at the URL. Um, if that's not bad enough, there's actually nothing that guarantees that the data, that the the image that is supposed to be there is there and i'm sorry if i'm sounding a little bit sorry if i'm going off topic but for anyone curious moxie marlin spike made a brilliant article that just proves this brilliantly and so my question to sunny is how would you go about securing this technically flawed but also humanly flawed space um how how would you is there a plan to just introduce only specific, very well established NFT projects as collateral? Or perhaps um, are there infrastructural elements that would solve existing vulnerabilities and would truly introduce essentially NFTs as they should have been to begin with and not as they are right now? Yeah. Um, so, great question. Uh... So two parts, one on what can be used as collateral, you know, that's really up to the lending protocol. So that's sort of like, you know, I guess Mars uh, token holders will vote on which 
things to use. But to the larger point about like, you know, decentralization of NFTs, I mean, one of the things is that, you know, there actually is, uh, um, you know, they're in the ERC-721 standard. They have this like, op, like meta, you know, this uh, data structure that lets you like uh, point to metadata. And they actually give you the option of either pointing to a URL or, you know, just returning the image data directly. And so that, so, and I think there is actually an option for a hash. I'm not sure though, if not, someone should add that. That seems like a very obvious thing to add. Um, but basically, you know, I think, so, so I, you know, I had a good, I, I, the other day, uh, I was, I had a call with uh, mouse dev. Uh, he's this like sort of NFT, uh, creator on Ethereum, but he, he sort of like pioneered the whole on-chain SVGs concept where like, you know, full, you know, they have some like really cool stuff. You know, he showed me some of the stuff that's coming up on it, uh, on testnet. Um, but it's like really cool. They're like rendering these like pretty impressive, like see like images, um, fully rendered on chain. Um, but the, you know, you know, it's, you know, it takes like someone of like great dedication, like mouse dev to like pull that off just because I think a lot of, a lot of it's like based off, it's limited by the capacity of like Ethereum and stuff, right? You know, one, you're stuck with like writing in Solidity in which there's no sort of existing um, image manipulation libraries and stuff. And then obviously storage costs on Ethereum are sort of very uh, high and like gas costs and stuff. So this is kind of like why I think, you know, one, I think Cosmwasm makes this a lot easier because you know, we're able to reuse a lot of um, existing uh, libraries. Like, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of image generation libraries that are already written in Rust. Obviously, we have to go, you know, make sure that they are WASM compatible and, you know, they don't use like floats and things like that. But like, it, it's much easier to adapt some of these existing libraries and put them on chain. And, you know, if, especially have, if you have a app chain uh, that's focused on NFTs, you can have it like, you know, maybe some of these image manipulation libraries are pre-deployed as pre-compiles or something like that. Or, um, and also you can also do other cool things when you have an app chain where like, you know, maybe you want, maybe you can have your validators uh, run IPFS pinning services, for example, right? Like instead of having to go to put your images on an AWS bucket or, you know, even on IPFS, but like having, you know, go to something like Pinata. Uh, Pinata is like a service that does IPFS pinning. Um, instead of going to something like that, you know, you can build some of this like functionality into the app chain where it's like, you know, make one of the biggest things about, so, so Dave, who uh, will be giving a talk at, um, at uh, OsmoCon, just talking about like, uh, the talk will be about like, what can app chains do that uh, generalized chains can? And you know, a general one big thing is you can make your validators do more, right? Like, um, normal blo generalized blockchains, your validators are like running, you know, running this code that they're running the state machine and that's it. But like with an app chain, you can say like, no, we want the validators to contribute more deeply to the protocol. So for example, on Terra, one of the things that they did was they had validators run price oracles. Uh, so that way the whole system could work. And you know, depending on what your app chain is, you can have your validators do, you know, IPFS pinning or, uh, you know, some sort of like parallel computation or oracles and 
all, all these sorts of things. So I think I, I'm much more, uh, I, I, I think that NFTs will become more sort of decentralized and like not as, uh, yeah, as, as, we, as, as they move to more app chains rather than uh, generalized blockchains. Yeah, I, I, I'm very grateful that, that, that you're disinformed on the matter. Um, and just zooming out from the technical aspects um, and asking, in your opinion, is it sensible to actually go through this much effort uh, and then introduce NFTs um, as, I don't even know if it's sensible to use them as collateral. I'm not even sure if they have... I, I agree that decentralization is 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 an issue, and that issue will most likely be solved. But so is so are scams, and again, that issue can be solved. Um, but so is there are technical limitations, and they're going to get solved. And the point I'm making is that yes, they'll get solved, but solving them costs time and effort and money. And you you mentioned that it really takes someone who's pristinely dedicated, such as MouseDev, to find a way um, to actually host these files on chain. And these files are only going to get bigger and bigger. Data is only going to get more and more, and limitations would start popping up. So is it even sensible to, to approach, is what I'm asking. Is it, the, from an economic perspective, is yeah. that sensible? Yeah, so I mean, I think that the current batch of art NFTs are just the you know sort of testing ground they're like the first thing that i've gotten in product market fit on nfts but really like nfts are if you look at like all of finance right like most financial assets are actually non-fungible assets right what um, yeah. whether we're talking about uh real estate or we're talking about um you know you know interest in like financial derivatives or like, you know, fixed rate loans and all these sorts of things. These are all actually, you know, non-fungible assets. And, you, you know, yes, what we're, we're going to do right now to start is like build the primitives that allow these art NFTs to be used in DeFi. But really the goal is that as more uh, real world and like non-fungible assets start porting over into uh, on on chain assets, then how can we make you know we should have the primitives ready to go so those things can be adopted into DeFi um, as soon as possible. Well, that's that that's actually very sensible. That's very sensible. Yeah, NFTs is a tool that allow already low fungible assets or non fungible assets to be represented with the NFT as a tool is. It should have been the default state. This artistic expression that we're seeing is mostly low effort and 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 very flawed from every angle. Uh, but I agree with you that at least having the, the the DeFi primitives would allow you to move very quickly once people actually start porting real assets on chain. So th thank you very much for your time. And and if anyone in this space is actually making NFTs or, or interested in NFTs and truly interested in making them better, not just pushing some random collection, um, focus on the actual technology because it is the case that it is very flawed. And even when it's not flawed, it's still very limited. And this, this artistic product market fit is, is really, I think, scratching the surface of what an NFT should have been. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. And thank you, Sunny, as well.
Thanks for your questions, Nico. Um, I saw Diesel had a question. I'm going to have to duck here in a little bit. So maybe this will be the last one or one or two more. How are you doing, Sonny? Yeah, let's make this the last one. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks guys. Great discussion, though. Yeah, sure. Welcome, Diesel. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's just a super quick one to finish it out. I was just wondering, I joined the space late, so I'm not sure if you guys talked about this, but I was just wondering if anyone's working on like the squeeze version of Osmo, if anyone's working on that. Um, not that I know of, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know of anyone who's building, uh, squeeze style stuff on chain on Cosmos yet. Would you like to see that? Uh, I would like to see that. What, so what I would like to see, you know, I think I've talked about this before about the continuous leverage stuff that our team was designing. Um, and that's actually sort of the spot version of squeeze. Uh, Squeeze is a perp, while our continuous leverage design has actually, it actually is the same payoff structure as Squeeth, but it's actually all done in spot. And um, I think that also, I, I, I personally think that actually has the potential to be even more interesting than Squeeth because you don't have to have negative fund, you don't have to have this like super high negative funding rate. Um, but I think also just getting a perp version as well also makes sense. So, you know, we're definitely looking for people to take over both, you know, take over the continuous leverage stuff as well as, you know, someone to build normal squeeze as well would be quite cool. With. And, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more to just squeeze, getting squeeze working than just the, uh, you know, the squeeze protocol. You also need like um, the crab vaults and all that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting thing for someone to build. All right. Well, you guys heard it here first. We got the grants program. So. Yep. Um, cool. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening in and, Hopefully see a lot of you at OsmoCon next week. Indeed. Thanks, Sonny. Yep. Thanks, Diesel. Thanks for the questions. And thanks, Larry and, and Jose for, uh, for coming on and, and sharing details about Mars Protocol. And uh, I guess we'll catch everybody at the um, OsmoCon. <laughs> okay. Hang in. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Osmosis Updates from the Lab, recorded on Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, star screen jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with a dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. in a 
little den envision in the middle men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next no one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol but it didn't matter we was all hyped up when the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill watched in the daytime till the night curfew rats in a cage till they make time to murk you got a little job that falls under my purview we gotta get this mob away from the birds view gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion Vision in the middle men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled Alexa can you play that one Sci-Fi space where he clowned all the Safe Moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I son, I remember a time. And it's Alexa, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed, when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. 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 That's the best bet. <laughs> Why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys. I'm reading all about these wind Guys, turbines. do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can do a full breakdown. Um, just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god, you guys, I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of Your Exit Liquidity, in association with We All Love to Hear Ourselves Talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate. Spaces.